Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane here with Wags. And Wags, today we have a very, very special guest, Green Bay Packers defensive back, Ennis Gaines. Yeah, I was really impressed with him. Just uh, super energetic, um, very passionate about football. Um, Ennis is a guy we signed to a futures contract this past January. So he's been with the team all off season um, out of TCU. Um, so um, another horned frog on the Packers defense. And, uh, I, you know, I'm excited to see what he can do. I mean, this is clearly a guy that's very talented, would have definitely gotten drafted, but unfortunately got derailed uh, by some pretty significant injuries his junior and senior year. Um, and then, I've got, obviously, the COVID impact uh, negated any opportunity to get in front of some scouts on a senior day. So, um, you know, uh, he's someone that I think – even though undrafted, keep an eye on because he can play football. He played at a high level uh, for a really good program uh, down at TCU, as we said. So, um, and just as you can tell, Dane, infectious personality, very energetic, and, and can't wait to get out there and compete on the football field. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about a lot with him um, everything from, um, you know, his versatility on defense, his eagerness to play special teams and just compete at the NFL level and improve himself. And also personal life, right? Fatherhood and, and, and a lot of other stuff. He, he was open book. He was a really good guy. And that's what I love doing with these is talking football, but also getting a chance to learn a little bit more about the person uh, underneath the helmet and shoulder pads. So um, folks, you don't want to miss this interview with Ennis Gaines. Yeah, that's what it's all about, right? So we're here to try to uh, give you guys a little bit uh, behind the hood, so to say, uh, what these guys are all about headed into camp. Uh, and uh, Ennis was just a pleasure to talk to. So, Dana, I think with that, let's get right to the interview. Yeah, so Wags, say it with me. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast, and today we have a very special guest with us, Ennis Gaines, our safety for the Green Bay Packers. Ennis, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, um, Ennis, man, we just to dive right into it, we always like to ask uh, all of our, our player guests, what's it like to be a Green Bay Packer? Man, it's crazy. Like, uh, when I figured out the call, I was like, out of all teams, of course, the legendary team of Green Bay called me. So, like, joining one of the most premier teams with the most premier players in the league already, it, is, it was unreal when I got the uh, call, for sure. So, yeah, that's how I felt when I got it. Yeah, and do you mind if we ask? I mean, your journey uh, was a little bit delayed, I'm sure, in your mind. Um, yeah. So, I don't want to just, like, go through the bio, but you're a guy that, I mean, clearly, I'm sure, projected to get drafted. And then with everything that went down, uh, yeah. your junior and then your senior year and then with the pandemic, um, you know, can you walk us through how that all went down for you yeah. and then how you finally got the call to, to join the Packers? Yeah, I was like, my going into my junior year, I was already like getting calls and stuff. How my house projected to get drafted like that year. And like, so I was already had high hopes and everything and tore my ACL once. So I figured, of course, as happens to people, of course, they want to fake my draft status, of course, but as long as I play good my senior year, I'll be fine. And I played well starting off, and I tore it again. I was like, oh, my goodness. 
So after that one, it's like, okay, obviously I have a red marker on my name, not because of injuries, but as long as I can show them healthy, like pro day and like combine, I could definitely get still get drafted late round. I had teams tell me they'll still draft me late round as long as I got like a workout in. And once Corona came or Kobe came, uh, that canceled out all all my pro days and stuff. So I ended up not getting it, getting drafted. And like, the only team that actually ended up working me out was Green Bay in that August. So then that's what how it turned out to be. And then, so was there, you know, something that they told you then in the workout, like, hey, stay oh, yeah. ready, be ready for that call? Or, we, worked, um, we worked on the August. It was like, I was the only safety there. It was mostly corners, but I played corner in college too, so it was fine. And then when I worked out there, they said they're they surprised that I could move as well as the other corners at my side and stuff. So, so I was easily the best guy there, as they told me and my agent. They said they'll definitely call me back uh, in January because they're going to open up room for me. But I, obviously, I'm thinking like, yeah. Everybody said they're gonna open. That. Everybody's gonna call me back, <laughs> but they actually called me back uh, late December, going to the New Year's. They told me they're gonna sign me. Then, like January first or second, I ended up signing. So, how did minicamp go for you then? You know, I know training camp's right around the corner as we're recording this, but um, we we've watched a lot of film on you, basically anything we can consume. And um, the thing that sticks out, and I think that a lot of uh, Packer fans are about to find out about you, is you're you're kind of a freakish athlete. You, you, yeah. you can move really well. Um, so, uh, were you playing primarily at safety uh, so far in minicamp? Or do they have you corner? I mean, I think you can play every position. Yeah, mini camp. I've been playing mostly corner and safety. I've been rotating uh, day by day. I just do both in one day. Like any like uh, drive, I can go in at corner or safety. It's wherever coach needs me at. So like any day, I just gotta be ready to another plays for both positions. Which I find it awesome and intriguing that I can, they can fit me in anywhere. It helps me out. Obviously, trying to find a spot in the roster. So I, I don't mind it. I love it. I love my versatility. I love how they they, they can see it early. That I can do a lot of different things. So yeah, I'm just, I'm excited. Yeah, and how are you feeling health-wise? I mean, that's the oh. silver lining, I guess, from having that, you know, unplanned extended time away from the game. Yeah. But did that allow you to take the time that you feel to really get strong and feel really healthy now? Man, yeah, that's a good point. Like, as time went on, I feel like it was a blessing in disguise because, like, my junior year going to my senior year, I recovered pretty fast. But obviously that was too fast because, like, I was trying to get ready for my senior year. I didn't want to miss out time with my guys, you know, off-season workouts and stuff. So I was speeding the pace of going two workouts a day, like trying to get my knee back as fast as possible. So that's probably what helped the second injury again. So this little extra year off I had, I gained like 15 pounds of more muscle. Like I'm way stronger. I feel faster. My legs are bigger than they ever been. Did like the mass density test and stuff. My legs are like super strong. They're both equal in strength and weight. So it was like, I feel back. Better than ever. Like back to normal, I feel better than ever because obviously when I was in college, I was like 19, 20 years old. I was young. Now I'm like 20, probably 23, August 29th. So I feel like getting some more grown man strength. So I feel I feel stronger than ever. That's great, man. That's we're we're excited about it. What's your impression then of uh the coaching staff so far? I know now you've had a chance to work with them a little bit. Man, I'm I'm loving the coaching staff because um Matt LaFleur often leans on player-led team. Like he often says that he likes player-led programs, organizations that's the most successful. And when it comes from TCU, like college in general, it's like coaches' way or no way. Like basically everybody knows that. So it's like going towards change from that to like a player-led team where it's like we both have say, but obviously we respect each other and everything. Like he's not like a, I ain't gonna, he's not like a mean person, I wouldn't say. Like he's not a mean person. He's a cool guy. He's young, energetic. So it's like, the atmosphere is great. It's like it's always fun, always laughs, never too like 
two means, two stars. Everybody's trying to be, have one goal, which is be good, be great, but also have fun, also enjoy the time we're here. Because, like, it's limited. You never know when you're going to be bad, so you might as well enjoy every day. Yeah, and you've got some familiar faces. Uh, yeah, you're not the only awesome. guy from TCU. Obviously, uh, Ty Summers and uh, Vernon Scott, you know, college teammates. So, what is – I mean, I, obviously, you're all – you know, in the league now. So you're, you're independent of each other. But does that mean a little bit, something extra to be able to be able to share a uh, connection yeah, we, with those we all guys? Spoke, uh, with the other guys on the team about how TCU obviously is like the best because we have all the TCU guys on defense. So you have to joke about that. And uh, it is fun, like, seeing, like, Ty and Vernon for, like, the last five years now going up for how, how much more, especially Vernon, because, like, we've been in the same DB room since we were freshmen at TCU. My first day back, I see him again. So it was like, oh, it's great to see my bro. Feel, I felt comfortable. It wasn't like nervous or anything. Cause I know Vernon had success last year, and we did the same stuff in college. So I'm sure I can have my success too. That helped me feel like more at home, just having my my guys there, Ty and uh, Vernon. That's so cool. That's so cool. And what what's your impression overall? You know some of the guys on the team. Obviously, I think uh, I, I do feel like you had a bit of a legs up as well, kind of getting involved in the program when you did, um, kind of getting that futures deal before the rookies come in. I feel like, uh, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but coming in there late December, early January, um, you, you kind of are able to uh, get around the, the tradition of the team, see what the vibe is while the team's still in the playoffs at that point. Yeah. I'm going to have to mention that uh, Reggie Bingleton, too. Like He's from my, my hometown city. We're from the same oh, city. So. No kidding. Yeah, that's a familiar face right there. But, yeah, um, getting, getting here, we're excited in December, January. We had got to get in the early OTA meeting and stuff, like before we even showed up, like just the plays and Zoom calls and stuff, learning the coaches and the players, getting beat by other teammates. That actually helped me out a lot, just being comfortable with the uh, system, like actually putting a face with a name, like seeing my coach before I actually got there. So I know, okay, Coach Jerry Gray is a pretty cool guy. Played in the league, you know, so I already had relationships built already. So now all I need to do is learn the plays and, like, show up what I could do in real life now on the screen. So that was the only thing that uh, sent me back. So, yeah, just having that early that early um, introduction to the team was great. Learning the vibes, learning the uh, – it's how much they love to win. That's all they want to do is win, keep the ball, win the North. So I love that. Like, I love winning. I'm trying my first playoff game, so that would be great. I've never won a playoff game in my life, so <laughs> I'd love to do that. That'll, that'll change soon, we hope, man. We yes, really I'd love to do that. <laughs> yeah, and Ennis, you alluded to it earlier, but it's no secret as an undrafted guy, you're fighting to make the roster. Is there anything in particular that you're doing as a blueprint or that the coaches have said, hey, you do this and you you follow this plan and play to your ability, that's going to give you the, the best chance to, to make the roster? Because, uh, listen, the Packers have a long and recent history uh, of, of keeping guys that are either not drafted or drafted very late. So they're one of the teams that – They'll back up the talk and say it doesn't matter where you're drafted. They will yeah. put the best 53 guys out there. So just kind of curious if if there's a particular path or a plan that you're trying to follow. You think to um, make that happen? No, uh, they haven't told me like what I need to. They told me what I need to do, which is like run a play. Obviously, because I have the talent and everything already. Like, we we already talked about how like my process and everything, how I got here. Like we know I can play football. Is that I got to show down healthy and keep doing it, which is like no no issue to me. And, like, obviously, like you said, the guys can play. Like, they don't care whoever's playing can play. It was just, like, evident with KB, Chris Barnes. Like, when I first got to uh, Packers, 
we talk about it all the time. Like, bro, if you can play, you can play. Because he ended up starting for the defense, and he was undrafted last year. So it was like it gave me more hope, more inspiration to keep working hard every day. Cause like some some teams you go to, you know, you're not going like, all right, you're not going to play ever. Like, you no matter what you do, you're not going to play. Whereas packing it to you, like, look, you have preseason to show, you have all these practices and stuff. If you want to play, the best guys gonna be out there. So you just gotta do your part. Now that's hey, that's all I need is a chance to do my part. So I'm ready to show. Love it. And then, and you know, in addition to defense, where I think you can make a real impact, um, just your athleticism. I know I mentioned it, but I, 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 I don't know if you have much experience on special teams. But oh, I just right. Wags and I were talking before you jumped on, and I was like, I envision you flying down the field and smoking dudes. Um, so is that something that you have experience with? That that's oh, something yeah. you're going to do. That's how. That's like I'm my starting TCU. Actually, like my freshman year, it's like all I did was smoke guys. So uh, <laughs> I got my playing time. After that, I had to stop. Obviously, once you start playing a lot of defense, they take you off special teams. But that's where I got my my first little shine was ever with this running guys over kickoff, flying down on punt, you know, blocking, catching punts, saving the ball from the end zone. I love doing all. That's my favorite play actually. Like catching the punt down at the one yard line. I love doing that. It's like my favorite thing to do on special teams. So. Yeah, I don't mind, like, starting off from the bottom and just grinding all the way to the top. I love such a team. Football is football. I was trying to get out there, hit somebody, do something. Oh, man, I'm hyped. I, I want to go play Wags. Do you think you <laughs> I can know. Uh, I wasn't into special teams myself, but, I, I mean, it takes a special mindset, right? Um, yeah. I mean, you, you almost got to be a little nuts to be flying down the field sometimes, yeah. don't you? Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure. For sure. So, <laughs> um, yeah, just to kind of like transition away from from football for a moment, can, can can you, if you don't mind, maybe share a little bit of your journey to the NFL? And we're talking like maybe like before football. So, who, who are you as a person off the field? Um, and, and what was what's that journey been like for you, um, um, you know, as you kind of reflect back? Uh, yeah, first and foremost, I'm a father to my two children. I have Aiden and Gianna. They're my daughter's daughter and son. And uh, I just raised them with my girlfriend. And uh, we've been doing that for like, Aiden's going to be three in August, right before the, uh, the Texans game. And Gianna's six months right now. So that's like my main off the field like goal, just be the greatest dad ever and best partner. So just be supportive to my family. And like, um, yeah, that was, I had Aiden obviously going into my junior year. So yeah, that was big for me. Just uh, more ways to focus and stuff. And, like, that's basically my main time off the field is really playing with my children and also playing uh, Xbox. I play, I ain't gonna lie, I play Xbox a lot. I like playing <laughs> that and Call of Duty and stuff like that. That's my, that's my go-to games right there. But, yeah, that's basically what I do off the field is hang out with fam. That's so cool. I, and how, you know, parenthood um, changes a person. So, I, you know, did, did you mentioned some focus. Is that, uh, you know, and I imagine some patience along the way as well. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Two kids. Yeah, I was 19 when my son was born, about, about to be 20. Uh, like, we were in fall camp, like, literally in camp. So, I, I had to learn how to focus for real because I'm like, I was going into my junior year trying to make a pivotal change in my college career and try to be a father, which is a pivotal change in your normal career, like your normal life. So, I was like, I'll oh, do it all at one time. So, that was like a huge like, wake up call to me, like, look, you got to do this right here. You got to be focused. Like, you can't like go to all the parties and stuff, like on the weekend and stuff. Like, you can't do that no more. Like, it is what it is. You gotta take your responsibilities and be change your roles and help me mature early. Help me learn, like do my job, especially like in football, learn like do my job, get my job done, do what I gotta do to make make ends meet, make make sure my family's good. So yeah, 
it helped me cheer me early on throughout my career. Yeah, I mean, any edge you can get, right? Like, that's a very legitimate edge to have from a motivational standpoint. For sure. Um, no doubt about that. So <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to, like, you know, make it sound like that's not um, – that's that's important number one right family but um a lot of guys that are you know coming into the league you know they're not really having that responsibility yeah i would imagine that's giving you even some extra motivation yeah every day seeing them like i want my son to say my dad it's like the nfl player like that is the nfl player like an nfl star when they're like oh that's my dad right there so that's how i want that's my goal always to be like oh my kids like oh my dad's super cool that's superhero type stuff so yeah that's how i want to be in their eyes, like a superhero, like this guy is super strong. He runs people over, all kind of stuff on TV. That's all what my kids are saying. I can't wait for that to happen. So I'm trying to get that get that going. We love it. I mean, the opportunity is going to be there this year. Uh, we really think there it is. I, I, you know, for those that are going to be watching this, uh, we do a podcast, but we also we post on YouTube. Um, we we can't ignore the nickname, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, can you explain where that comes from? Because we love Thump. We're going to be calling yeah. you Thump going forward. Yes, that's all. That's what, that's what I usually go by is Thump. Uh, it started my, I would say, like freshman, sophomore year in high school. My position coach was like more than just a position coach to me. He's like my dad, really. We talked almost every day, still to this day. Um, we were like just trying to figure out a good nickname for Because like in high school, I just go by Ice. So when I was a kid, I just go by Ice because my name is Ennis Cole. So my family called me just Ice because I see almost ICG. So I, they called me Ice my whole life. But then, like, when I started playing, like, defense more often, because I stopped playing offense when I got, like, 6'2". I was, like, I was an athlete, but I started doing both sides of the ball because I could do both sides of the ball. And I started, like, striving, striving it safety-wise. And uh, I forgot uh, – I was say, like, Ha-Ha Clint Dix was, like, big at Bama or something right now. And like, he was like, we need you to get a nickname. What's your nickname going to be? <laughs> like, you, like, what do you, what do you – he's like, you hit hard. What should you call you? And he was like, I was like, I don't know. He was like, thump, thump. It was two thumps at first. I was like, so at first it was thump, thump. I was like, nah, I just got to keep it thump, keep it simple. All my friends, like, they love the name. They're like, oh, yeah, we love thump, thump. And then they just started changing just the singular thump, like, bro, stay the thump. So after that, it just stuck with me. Just keep hitting people, keep my name. That's all I got to do. Man. Well, I'll tell you what. When the weather turns in Green Bay, it's not cold up there now, contrary to what many might think. Uh, but when that weather turns, once we get into October, November, I don't think the opposing players are going to like being run down by them flying down the sideline, man. So, like, I'm looking forward to that. I'm ready to show why they call me Thump for sure. I'm ready to show it for sure. Listen, we want to be mindful of your time, but I, I always like to ask this oh, question. Yeah. We have special guests, um, and the question is just, what kind of music are you into? Are you a music guy? You mentioned Xbox, but what, what gets you hyped before games? What are you listening hey. to just day to day? Because, uh, you know, I feel like everyone we talk to has, like, totally different stuff going on. So what are you into? Man, uh, I listen to all kinds of stuff, really. But – uh I usually like do different modes before the game. Like before the game, like maybe like an hour before the game, I listen to like my hard pump up stuff. But like throughout the day, I listen to like literally anything. Um, my favorite track would be like one of my uh, songs from Friday Night Lights. Uh, like the, one of the last tracks. I can go to, it's on my phone right now, actually. Is the song is um, Oh, Your Hand in Mine. I like this song a lot. It, it helps me like calm down and stuff. Like in my mind, I can like envision my plays and stuff. It's like a long, like seven minute song. So like, I was envisioning like what I'm doing and stuff, like what I'm gonna do. 
throughout the day, like kickoff, punt. All right, I'm a man coach. I'm going to break on this hour. I'm going to catch a pick, go to the crib. All that. I, just, I just think about all that throughout the whole, like, bus ride to the stadium, whatever we're doing. Like, you know, right before the game, obviously I put on, like, the pump-up stuff. Like, let's do uh, Ride Wave, uh, Lil Baby, Lil Dirk, all those, like, hip-hop guys that are hot right now. I listen to all those guys. get me pumped up. Like, I listen to different things throughout the day. Sometimes I listen to the gospel in the morning. It just depends, like, whatever is where I wake up to. Sometimes I go on YouTube and I never let, let it play. And it just goes to play random stuff. I just listen to it. But yeah, we should, like like an hour before the game, I get my pump up going, get, get my mind right for sure. Love it. Well, that's so great. And like Dane said, we know you know you gotta. Uh, oh, you gotta get talk out. about it. All right, well, uh, Dane, I don't know if you had any other questions. I, I, I do actually. I mean, listen, thump um, the number. Uh, you were six in college. Uh, yeah, thirty-eight now. Yeah. Any significance of that? What's the process to get that? Or they just say, hey, welcome to the team. This is what you got. No, I know 38 is a legendary number now. I know about uh, 38, so I'm honored to have it. I'm trying to keep it and wear it good. But no, uh, they, they just gave me a number. For what I know, they just gave me a number. I don't know if it's for a reason, but hopefully I think it's for a reason. But yeah, it's, I've, I've been wearing six my whole life, basically. So when I got here, obviously JK is number six. So maybe one day. I can buy it off him when I get very rich or something. <laughs> or, uh, or whatever happens. But, uh, yeah, right now I'm loving 38. It's, it feels, it fits me. I feel like I just like it. looks good on me. Everybody says it looks good on me. So it just, I just got the, it just gave it to me, really. I never asked. I couldn't ask for anything. So and I'm not mad about it, though. It's a legendary number in Green Bay. So I'd love to keep it on. Are, are you, um, so you're going to be right now, I, again, for those listening, we're recording uh, just days before training camp here. Um, so you're going to make the way up. And uh, what's your impression of the city so far from the time you've spent in there? Uh, well, I'm from a small town named called Beaumont, Texas, which is like 110,000 maybe. So it's like Green Bay smaller than that. So I was yeah. like, when I got here, I was like, I don't know what I thought it was going to be in the first place. I thought, I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but it definitely was not what I thought it was going to be, which is like, but I felt more at home because like, I'm from a small town. Like I'm from, this is like what I, what I do daily. Like guys go fishing and stuff. That's all we do at home is go fishing and stuff anyway. But yeah, Green Bay is like a small, close-knit city. Like, you wouldn't believe that that stadium gets filled with Green Bay fans, like from like the way it looks. Like, like there's nobody lives out here, but obviously people do. Like all the fans there, the fans are like unreal. They're there every day of OTAs. Like every day, they're outside the gate waiting for us to come in, say hey, whatever. So I know training camp is gonna be vivid with people every day. So yeah, I love the city so far. It feels like smaller home, nothing too much different. There's less no seafood really. Yeah, not my, no southern seafood. That's the only thing I'm missing out is the the Cajun seafood. Other than that, it's, it's like right at home really. Nothing, nothing crazy. Uh -huh. I was going to ask you, and I didn't make the assumption that you and Reggie knew each other, but I mean, yeah. I did notice that you're both from Beaumont. Uh, we actually had him on last year and he's talking about fishing. So, um, you know, well, I, 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 I know, I think he's going to start a charter company. You know, he may have already, I don't know. So, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of, yeah, what kind of fish do you usually try to go out and, and uh, go after? No, nah, see, I use no fish. I use like I like crabbing and stuff. I like doing the uh the crabbing. Ray doesn't like crabbing. He says that's a poor man's sport. But I like <laughs> crabbing more hands on. And you ain't gotta wait all day for the fish. I can't do that. I'm not waiting all day for a fish. Then I might I got I gotta pull it in. I might not even get it in. Where the crab, you just get the chicken on the string, you just get a net and scoop them up. That's way more fun to me. But uh, yeah, 
I know Reggie catches like all kind of fish. Like he, he does it all day long. Like I'm more of a crabbing kind of guy. Crabbing, that's my kind of thing. Like going to get my feet in the water to get some crabs on the on the stick. All kind of stuff. So it sounds like Reggie's kind of like you're not invited on his boat then. Like, oh, like I'm he, different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm different. Like, I just want to be catching the fish. He knows I'll be chilling. <laughs> that's his thing right there. I'm, I'm just there for the good time for sure. Uh, that's so good. That's so good. So listen, um, got one more question for you. You've been so generous with your time. Um, just going into the year, we kind of touched on it tangentially, but um, what's your goal? What what makes this season a success for you? Man, my goal, honestly, is just to, like solidify myself on the team, not like in the league. Like, that happens, that happens. But I just want to slip myself on the team, like, let the guys know on my team. I know I have guys on my team that are great players. I don't let guys on my team. Like, I'm a dog just like them, like Jair, Smash, Savage, like, all those guys. They, I want them to know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm a young pup coming up. But, you know, I have, like, the respect for my guys on my team alone first before I get, get uh, knowledge with my other peers around the league. So my goal is to alone just make plays in training camp, make plays in preseason. Because, obviously, these guys are good players. Like, I'm – like, I'm not trying to go out there and take these guys' job. Like, let's be real. Like, these guys are all pro players. Someone's like, come on now. I'm ready to learn from them, get better from them, at least year one. And obviously, then compete with them along year two, year three. But I want my first year to be learning the system, learning the uh, coaches, helping the team out any way possible. That's like a kickoff only or like a dime sub package, whatever. Whatever that they need me, I'm trying to fill in where I need me. And then obviously, year two, year three, try to get my name like bigger, try to get on the field more. But yeah, year one is trying to um, be there for my team in any way possible. Shit, blocking, blocking, uh, I'll block for Aaron Rodgers. I don't care. <laughs> Anything. I'm just trying to make a, make a name for myself just on my team alone. Love it. Well, we're certainly going to be rooting for you, man. And um, I'm super excited to see you out there on the field um, in camp, in preseason, and beyond. So, um, I think uh, we really appreciate you and coming on pod. Um, and uh, I think one thing we always ask before we let you go uh, is if you can give us a hearty go pack, go, <laughs> go pack, go, <laughs> go pack, go. go Thanks, pack. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck in camp. So I'll stay in touch with y'all. Thank y'all. Yeah. 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 Take care. There ain't no second place in the land. It's a whole new